going to be a huge engineering feat. It's the first major railroad built in the United States, or it would be in at least 30 years, probably more, um, maybe since the mid 80s. So this is a big deal. Good Monday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswal. On today's episode, public lands and environment reporter Brian Maffley joins us to talk about the future of the proposed Uinta Basin Railway. Brian, tell us what's going on with the proposed Uinta Basin Railway. Yeah, sure thing. So this week, there were two pretty important developments that came down, uh, starting with a resolution to a lawsuit uh, filed by a couple of environmental groups that had been challenging the use of, um, you know, the state uh, grant to fund the engineering studies and planning for this railroad. Um, it, they lost, the judge threw that lawsuit out, um, which kind of, you know, removed a cloud over the legitimacy of the project. And uh, to, to remind everybody, this is a proposed railway up uh, 85 to 88 miles in length from the, the heart of the Uinta Basin, Utah's oil patch, to, uh, you know, approximately near Mighton, uh, west, through the Ashley National Forest, Indian Canyon, very rugged terrain, to Price Canyon, where the Union Pacific uh, rail line is. And the, and the idea is, is they'll put this oil on, a, on trains rather than the, the truck trucks that used to that still do carry it um and by having it by railing it out of the basin they can get it to other markets besides salt lake city and uh potentially a get a lot more money for for it and b be be able to um increase the amount of oil the uina basin produces by a factor of three or four so from about ninety thousand barrels a day to up to 350,000 barrels a day. That's a, a huge increase. And the environmental community has a whole slew of objections to this. So who are some of the key groups that are involved in this particular lawsuit? Yeah, this lawsuit, the one involving the grant from the Community Impact Board is the Center for Biological Diversity, uh, which has been active in fighting this rail project from, from its inception. And it's uh, another group called Living Rivers. Um, but other groups involved in fighting the, this project include Wild Earth Guardians, Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment, some other groups in Utah, as well as a lot of public entities in the state of Colorado. Um, Eagle County, Colorado, for example, has filed a lawsuit in federal court against the Surface Transportation Board, which approved this project last year and they're objecting to you know here here is a utah project well how is this going to affect colorado well th this increased oil traffic uh you know the bulk of it will go over the rocky mountains because it's going to be uh, shipped to refineries on the gulf coast so the um so some of these uh Local officials in you know ski country in Colorado are unhappy that the Service Transportation Board did not study you know the impacts uh, you know downstream from this project in Colorado. They're worried about you know the, you know eight nine ten unit trains of oil uh, coming through their county every day. So they're asking for the Service Transportation Board to take a second look at this um, to you know 
to, uh, to weigh those impacts. And the environmental community is also unhappy that the, the Service Transportation Board didn't look at the potential climate impacts from all this increased oil production that will likely happen in the Uinta Basin if this railroad is built. Brian, are there any other environmental impacts that the proposed railway will have? Yeah, so those were the impacts that did get studied both by the Ashley National Forest and the Service Transportation Board. And those are the on the ground impacts associated with building a railroad um, you know, across uh, the Uinta Basin and you know, through the Book Cliffs, um, through a, a you know, pretty rugged a place called uh, Indian Canyon. And the, uh, the railroad would follow US Highway 191 for a, a period th- you know, through a, a distance in there. Um, and it, there would be numerous stream crossings. It would go through a lot of sensitive wildlife habitat. And they would also have to build several miles of tunnels. Um, there'll be at least five tunnels and you know, a dozen stream crossings and, and dozens of lesser crossings. So there'll be, you know, this is gonna be a huge engineering feat. It's the first major railroad built in the United States or it would be in at least 30 years, probably more, um, maybe since the mid eighties. So this is a big deal. And a lot of um, the, a lot of folks are keeping an eye on this just because it is interesting whether financially, whether it will fly. Um, the proponents of this project is uh, a interlocal uh, governmental entity called the Seven County Infrastructure Coalition. It's a, a group of Eastern Utah counties that are looking for ways to uh, support extractive industries in those counties. And we're talking carbon, Duchesne, Severe, uh, Uinta, um, a couple others. And, but, but they just don't have the financial means to build this themselves. So they've partnered with uh, a financing firm called Drexel Hamilton Infrastructure Partners to raise private capital for this project, which would, is expected to cost $1.4 billion. Um, a lot of people think it's, it will cost a lot more than that. And then they've um, hooked up with um, Rio Grande Pacific to build the project and operate it. And at the end of the day, those companies will own this project and the Ute Indian tribe will have a, a small equity and stake in it as well. So what does the judge throwing out this particular lawsuit mean overall? Well, it's, yeah, it's an interesting ruling because a lot, uh, you know, a lot of people who are um, observing the community impact board's decision to give this, you know, major uh, grant of money, $29 million to this railroad project, we're kind of curious whether that would fly legally, including, you know, the, the Utah Attorney General's office raised issues about it, the state treasurer raised issues, and the, the money that is, that the Community Impact Board um, uh, distributes comes from federal mineral royalties. And by law, that money is supposed to be used for projects to, benefit the communities that are impacted by, you know, uh, mineral development and oil and gas drilling and those kind of things. And so the environmental community was really object, you know, calling, calling out some issues here and saying, look, how is building a huge railroad that's going to promote more impacts 
mitigate, you know, doing anything to mitigate the impacts of industrial development. So the judge in this case, Adam Mao, third district court in Salt Lake City, um, took a look at this and said, you know, there, there's a lot of broader community benefits to having this transportation project built. It's not going to be just the oil and gas industry, but that said, the oil and gas industry is the most important industry in the UNA basin. And by supporting it, you're supporting all sorts of other uh, industries. And, and so he, the way he saw it was this is, this will have much broader benefits than just oil and gas. Um, you know, I, I think other people might take issue with that, but that's how he ruled. And in a sense, he's, I mean, this was, I think this came as a huge sigh of relief to the community impact board because they have been um, increasing their expenditures in these type of projects in the last uh, several years. And this ruling seems to, to legitimize the, the use of that money. And this is money for building, you know, you know, roads and transmission lines. And, um, you, you know, uh, there was also um, a loan they gave to counties to invest in a coal export ter terminal on the West Coast. That thing kind of fell apart. But it is, it, it, I mean, these aren't the types of projects that CIB money is traditionally spent on. It's more like, you know, uh, you know, road improvements for just, you know, regular roads that people drive on to, to build jails, to build uh, recreational centers, um, sewer upgrades, those, those kind of things. It kind of like, you know, just regular stuff that, you know, that you need to have to, to run a society, a community. Um, you know, a, a huge railroad is, is not, doesn't fit into that, comfortably fit into that category. Well, this, this ruling kind of, kind of suggests that it does, and I think it might open the door to, uh, you know, further investment of this uh, federal mineral royalties and these kind of projects. Definitely. Yeah. So what's next now that this lawsuit has been thrown out? Yeah, that's the, that's a really great question. And uh, the seven county group indicated they expect construction to begin next year and this project will take two years. T to me, that sounds pretty optimistic. Um, what ha they haven't divulged yet is who's going to pay for this? Um, I have not seen any of the oil and gas, the oil producers in the basin, you know, really step up with their checkbooks, um, ready to pony up some money for this. And uh, so that part we don't we don't really know. And so Drexel Hamilton has indicated they intend to um, issue a few hundred million dollars in bonds at some point this year, and that the sale of those bonds will raise the money to get the construction going. So they have contracted with several firms to um, design various aspects of this project. Um, the, uh, for example, the tunnels, the tunnels alone are, are going to be a major deal. Um, anyway, they have all these firms lined up, including WW Clyde, a prominent Utah construction company to, you know, do this construction. So, you know, the things are all lined up to make this happen, except for the money. All right. Well, it looks like we'll have to keep an eye out for the continued coverage of this from you. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. 
You bet. We'll see you around. Take care. And if you haven't seen it already, you should check out my story about the 35th anniversary of Salt Lake City's own heavy metal shop. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the day's biggest headlines. A huge shout out to the Pelicans for our music. Have a good day, folks. <laughs>